Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of Three Live Canes. As always, I'm Chris. That's the box right there. It says my name in it. It also says Canes Legacy. That's Bill. He's still the host from last week, so you can go say hi to him too. Introduce his greatness. But uh, you know, a lot to talk about this week. Uh, we actually were, for the first time in a long time, live from Lincoln Financial Field this past weekend. Um, got to see the Canes play in person in the uh, in the rain for an utter walloping, a molly whopping, as you might say, of Temple. And uh, we've returned to say hello again through the internet. So, Bill, how are you doing tonight? Big vibing. I got some double Belgian chocolate chip ice cream, which I will be eating throughout the show. So, don't mind me. Rob. Yeah, good. Definitely say it. Definitely do it while you're talking, too. Don't tell me how to run my show. <laughs> Fair. I apologize. <laughs> but um, no, lot of, ice cream. which is, seems impossible. But <laughs> glad, glad to see you guys. Uh, a lot of people in the chat here popping up. Melissa already. She's ready to go. Michelle ready to go. Excited. Jay Vickers understands the deal. We do, we do what we could do. Melissa Stevo is probably doing his hair still. I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't rush perfection. You can't rush perfection. Let the man do his thing. Um. Bill stuck in Philly. Um, actually, it was pretty easy to get out of the stadium, I would say. Yeah, I mean, there was and, about 20 Temple fans there. And <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, though, how disappointing was that student section for Temple? You got a ranked opponent coming to your stadium, and there couldn't have been more than 150 kids there for them. Oof, that was, it was rough. And they were giving out, like, jerseys, free jerseys, too, like, as their giveaway. That was That was brutal to look at. <laughs> terrible Probably terrible um and uh, a little bit surprised they didn't have any extra jerseys kind of like lying around i figured on the way out we'd be able to sneak some quick uh joe klecko temple jerseys but <laughs> not so much uh senior kane enjoying himself over there while he waits i mean that's i think appropriate jay vickers uh still waiting on the philly cheesesteak order i think we'll we will discuss the food i think we'll probably do that first before steve-o gets here uh, because honestly, it's probably the most important takeaway from the game, <laughs> the food, as we saw it. So we'll get into that, of course. Um, weather wasn't even that bad. I was feeling good at the tailgate. Obviously, yeah, you know the deal. But um, yeah, it was like a light drizzle, honestly, for the majority of it. <laughs> like a very light drizzle. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It ended up raining harder like Sunday, Monday than it did Saturday. So I think we lucked out, especially during the game because it was... You know, maybe you got like one period, a little rain, but for the most part, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, of course, it was uh, the they had the heaters going for Miami, and there were some fans that we'll discuss <laughs> too, <laughs> but discussing it. But a lot to a lot of takeaways from the game day environment too that I think we have to talk about. You Canes fan, you, um, that's not a healthy thing for the future. I don't recommend this at all. Like this is <laughs> this is a poor, as we call it, poor decision <laughs> because that's never going to work out. Um. You got an actual real cheesesteak, not the Lincoln Financial Field one. That's probably a good decision. Uh, though, honestly, it could have been worse. <laughs> the Lincoln Financial Field cheesesteak could have been worse. It, you know, it was. It did what it had to do, and we're okay with it. We'll get into that. The crab fries give you crabs. Um, well, Philadelphia. So that's what it is. I think Melissa invented one a long time ago, too. But, you know, a lot to talk about. Obviously, a big win for Miami. Now Miami's going undefeated into the bye, which is exactly what – you know, I had predicted. <laughs> Bill, if I'm not mistaken, not so much. Not so much. But, hey, what can you say? Not all of us have the same sort of foresight that Steve-O and I do. So, is what it I, is. Didn't, I didn't win the prediction this week either. 
Oh, yeah. What was the final score? 41-7. I probably should write down. I just have it all random. Oh, Tony, 41-7. to seven? Is that what it was? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> the second consecutive week that uh, one of the fans won. Tony won then because he bid 42 to 10. Oh, wait, 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 wait. 41. Yeah. Oh, Steve, I would have won. Because Steve had 38 10. Oh, oh it's devastating. <laughs> it's devastating. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we'll get into more of the stuff as we after we uh, hit the intro and everything. But uh, thank you guys for tuning into the show. It's much appreciated. We love to uh, get a chance to entertain you guys here on a Wednesday. Or um, if they're not entertaining, they just sit there mad about what we talk about. That's fine, too. Either way, we enjoy it. So thank you guys for watching here Wednesday night, 3 Live Kings. This is for the national championship for Nebraska. He's a stud, that Brown, number 98. Urban's got it. Urban's free. Slips to the outside, tries to stiff arm, but he couldn't get by Ray Lewis. Big time players. Step up in big game. So anyway, most important order of business. Um, the two things that I think the takeaway, besides the actual, you know, the football side of it. On football side first, you know, Miami crushed Temple. Absolutely annihilated him, just like you'd expect them to do. Um, just about everyone you'd expect to look good, look good. Um, Tyler Van Dyke looked outstanding again to the point where I don't think anyone is worried at all about the Van Dyke we saw last year under the, um, I mean, I don't even know how to describe Josh Gaddis at this point, because the more the more we go into a non-Josh Gaddis offense, the more angry it is to get about what he tried to do to this Miami Hurricane team. Um, debaucherous is probably a good word to attach to it. Um, poisonous, just he hated. He hated everything about Miami with the way he coached this team. So, But we're back to a point now, I think, they'll safe to say that the, the Tower Van Dyke hype train is – is back full motion here, speeding through this season. Am I right? Yeah, I mean he's essentially throwing the same targets he was last year. Um, you know, the big difference is besides scheme, of course, is you know the offensive line. Um, you know, his jersey looked pretty clean uh, after you know a wet, rainy day in Philly, which is which is always good. But you know, overall, you know this offense is clearly you know what we had hoped it was. Right, we could run the ball, we could throw the ball. There's some creativity we saw against AM. Um, you know, no, no need to show anything against, um, you know, the, the Temples and the Bethune Cookmans of the world. So, you know, we'll see what, you know, ACC kicks off in a week and a half for us or so. So, um, you know, maybe in Georgia Tech, probably don't need much. Um, but, you know, the North Carolina game is looming in the distance, and that'll be a fun one. Yeah. It, it's, you know, beginning of the season, we looked at a lot of these games and we're like, you know, it, Hopefully we're here. Hopefully we're this. Hopefully we're that. And now when you look ahead to some of these games, you know, the North Carolina game is something that I think people are circling and excited to get to at that point, because we know that there's a certain there's an opportunity there to really set a tone um, and not just with North Carolina, but the rest of the schedule as well. Um, not to speed through the the Temple game too much, but I mean, it was like every facet of the of the of the 
of the operation was working full scale, just like we like to have every facet of our operation going full scale too. And there's Steve. Oh, Bill, I, I like that. Old school. I like it. I, I got it for you. I knew you'd like it. <laughs> it's very Kane's legacy. Like, yeah, but, like, I know that the Miami, the baseball team has like that style. If you have any Miami baseball gear, Steve? Nah, but I do be low key looking at it like it's fresh. They do be having some fresh baseball jerseys. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I know you're not gonna get a basketball jersey because screw them, right? But <laughs> but the baseball, <laughs> but the baseball stuff, <laughs> yeah. but the baseball stuff does look nice too. So, um, but anyway, Steve, we're just talking about the uh, the Temple game. I mean, obviously, we could go hours in depth and all kinds of like very specifics. But I mean, just to sum it up pretty nicely, like we walloped them. In every facet of the game, do you concur, Steve? Yeah, and uh, it was lit. It was like a home game. Uh, there was a bunch of Miami fans there. My boy Jules was there. You know, flowing that was there. Like, uh, you know, we just pictures of Mad Canes fans. So shout out to the Canes fans for showing. But yeah, we went over there and just handled business. Uh, that's what we were supposed to do. Uh, we maybe even left some points on the board uh, on the field. So maybe we got to get back to the drawing board and fix that. That's probably what, you know, the mindset coach Mario's on going through this by, this is a time to get healthy, but it's not a time to, uh, to slack off. Yeah. That's the beauty of the bye week right? Um, going in there, get healthy, but also get your head right and, and see that opportunities to come forward. Uh, you can't spend, you said Steve-O does have a basketball background. Don't you? Do you Steve-O? Uh, I used to hoop a little bit. Were you good Steve-O? I'm a shooter. That's it. I don't pass the ball. I don't. <laughs> I, I would have guessed. If I had guessed, I'd be like hustle, defense, shooting. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I'm swiping everything, moving, and then I'm shooting. I, I uh, might pass it to you if you're my brother. <laughs> <laughs> my, my basketball game was once compared to uh, Joe Kim Noah, which at first I thought was a compliment, but I realized as time goes on, it was more of an insult. Yeah, you a gator with no offense. <laughs> That's as low as it gets. Pretty much, pretty much. But uh, but either way, so like, I mean, we talked about TVD for a little bit there. You said there were some points left on the board. Um, what did you see specifically? Was it just like misconnections or was it, you know, drives that could have ended with touchdowns or, or what, what did you see? Yeah, no, drives that just could have ended with touchdowns. And, uh, you know, I don't think we should have ever, you know, we, we should have never won a drive without scoring every everyone but obviously that can't happen so that means we just have to you know keep doing what we're doing which is splendid and then let coach mario get on everybody about what we could have done uh so we can be great uh we could have scored 70 on them boys like the dolphins so you know we'll get back to the drawing board and it's one of those things where you don't get a chance to go into the bye kind of figure things out um but there's obviously a lot of positives to take away yeah yeah um Bill, but I mean, we Bill, we talked about Tyler Van Dyke, but outside of Van Dyke, like what any other big positives to take away from the pure football side yeah. of things? No, the offensive line. This is the best offensive line I've ever seen in my life at Miami. Like, like oh, real easy. Yeah. Easy. No, better, no, better than that. Better than that line going to that Bama game. Seven hundred career starts. I thought you, I thought you exactly about to say the only line that could compete. <laughs> But I would say the curveball. In in all honesty, though, the the best line I think from the recent memory was that 2013 group. Yeah. The the Dallas Crawford, like his line. Yeah, Mongo, Autumn Boys, Franklin. Yeah, Yeah, no, not Franklin. Flowers. Flowers. uh, McDermott. Mongo. Mongo. 
Um, Anderson? Sean Trell. Yeah, Sean Trell and yeah. right tackle. And Linder. Who was left? Flowers at left tackle. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, and man. Linder. And, oh, all pro Linder. Yeah, that, that was a, that was, that was probably the best. All those guys brought in by Jeff Stoutland, which makes sense. Yeah. But Thanks. So you think it's better than that group? I mean, I, they, I definitely got to see them do more. Um, but uh, right now, I, bro, we're going like f- – even then, bro, like we had to make guys miss at times, bro. Like we're going five yards before you have to make the first move on somebody, bro. Like it's, it's definitely – you feel me? I already know that. But uh, it, it's, bro, it's a highway. These these backs get on I ninety five. They don't go up these roads, bro. They they go north. Like there is no, bro. They don't have to make a move. Harry Parish, he like at the first down marker. By the time somebody coming up to get him, it's over. It's always the safeties or the bro. Once the running backs, uh, even though they are, uh, you know, going crazy. Once they start just, you know, getting that one big play where they make somebody miss and go with the 80. That's what we're missing from the running game is the 80-yard runs, the 60 and 50-yard runs. We're, we're moving it down the field. The offense is as efficient as can be. Right. Uh, but this is what the bye week's all about, man, because who's who's satisfied right now, bro? We ain't did nothing, man. We're not satisfied. We have to go and, uh, you know, keep working. And I, I think the the bye week is so businesslike uh, coming up, and the mindset of the players is different from, you know, bye weeks of the past staffs, like – this is a time where everybody can really get healthy and get better. And everybody's bought in on making this, you know, the best year in recent memory. So I'm actually really excited, uh, you know, how we look from at Georgia tech after this bye week from what I'm hearing. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we get to it, uh, the, the bye week thing, what was it? And like, how many bye weeks in a row did we lose the week after the bye? under like manny wasn't it like we lost like six in a row or something absurd seven i think if it wasn't if i'm not mistaken it was yeah. it was over and, then, and over again i think we only broke like only broke it because like we got like some scrub team after a bye yeah so yeah. i don't think we haven't beaten like a legit team after a bye in a long time <laughs> fair point fair point from jay vickers too um it's but like, it's at that perfect spot where it's like slightly melted so it's like nice and soft Oh yeah, Steve. Bill's eating ice cream right now during the show. Um, Jay, Jay's been really focused on it. If Bill, stop eating ice cream. You're trying to podcast here. I mean, key for Bill is that he's trying. So I mean, we'll give him a little bit of a break. Why <laughs> we gotta put on some weight? I don't know why you'd have to. It doesn't make any sense. But go ahead, Bill. What were the other positives you had? Other positives you had from this game? Uh, Steve was talking about how it's like a very business-like um, you know approach to the bye week, but we, you know we've seen that week in, week out, right? We could have easily come out flat against, you know, Miami of Ohio or Bethune or Temple, um, but we, we haven't, and that's that's that culture, you know, really, you know, setting in. Um, and I think there's, you know, two examples um, of culture that we saw, um, and I don't know if you were able to see it on TV, but um, late in the, or early in the fourth, um, you know, the bench, Jacoby George said something to Shannon Dawson, Dawson said something back, and Jacoby George had this huge smile, ran 30 yards, got his helmet, ran back, inexplicably jumped over a table. Um, and then he went in, and um, that's when he caught. It, was, it looked like a back shoulder or a comeback, but it was a yeah. stop and go. He was trying to go over the top. Um, but, you know, clearly, you know, George was like, I can beat this guy. And Dawson's like, all right, go, go get your helmet then. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool to see. And then um, in the uh, fourth, there was that punt. Um, you know, Temple 
it was, yeah, I don't think it was a cheap shot, but I think it was legal. They, they pushed or blocked Restrepo because he, he was near the ball, fell down. James Williams came to his defense. Um, the Temple guy just smacked James Williams in the helmet, like ready to fight. And James Williams just backed off and didn't like respond. So I thought that was, you know, crazy maturity for him. Um, you know, know him, you know, kind of you know, his personal foul history, all that kind of stuff. He's always the first one talking, but uh, for him to kind of restrain from, you know, clear cheap shot. Um, you know, again, progress, culture. Yeah, maturity. That's the kind of maturity you're seeing from these guys. And like, and on the Jacoby George point, I mean, just how about night and day from last year? Like, you know, the guys love Lashley. With like, I mean, 74 of our transfers went to SMU, so you know there was a positive atti- attitude there. I mean, Gaddis last year. I mean, I imagine he was universally hated. I mean, how could he not be? And now, look, you got Jacoby and Shannon Dawson having a conversation on the sideline, kind of like like you're playing a pickup game outside. You're t- you got the receiver tell you like, "Hey, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get this guy over the top," and then he's like, "All right." <laughs> then he can tell TVD, TVD over the top. I got it, you know. Like that's got to be exciting for the guys too. Like I mean, Jacoby George. There's some comments in about his breakout season, and I know you commented on it before, Steve-O, but like. I mean, honestly, you know, I love Jacoby George. And since he's been here, we've been a big fan. A lot of it because, like, you keep saying, like, no, he's going to get it, he's going to get it. But, I mean, this is the first time we're seeing, like, Jacoby George, like the guy that was so hyped coming in. Like, this is the first time we're seeing him, like, in all of his glory. So, I mean, how, how – what, can he get it? Can he ascend even more? Like, what's the – Oh, the, bro, the we, ain't even see, we ain't seen nothing yet. We, we, we ain't seen nothing yet. We warming up. It's in the pot. He getting better every week. Uh, his mental work where where it's off the charts where now his body and physical uh gifts have been off the charts this ain't nothing bro jacoby he he take over games he make he make the play that's what he do uh that's what he made a living on that's why miami brought him in obviously last year the hurt suspensions all that he been overcame that and it's just this what this what you know he would have been seen if he got rambo snaps he was just behind rambo and he made flashes behind him so mm-hmm. This would have happened year one, uh, to be real with you. Uh, so I'm just happy that, you know, he stayed in, bought in, you know, another offensive coordinator, his third, just like everybody else, you know, everybody's had, you know, different offensive coordinators, uh, different receiver coaches. So he stayed, and now obviously KB came, who went to Plantation. He's an alumni just like Jacoby. Uh, it's very, very similar uh, in close neighborhoods. So it's a, it's a different bond, and it's just allowing him to flourish. And then, you know, the bond with Shannon Dawson, uh, who does a great job of just inspiring confidence in people because the way he trusts them to win one-on-one matchups, it's infectious. Everybody wants it. And then, you know, <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like, whew, we ain't seen nothing yet. I think he got another couple three touchdown type games uh, waiting for him. Steve, are you down there? Like when you maybe talk to the players, talk to guys around the players, but like their attitude about Shannon Dawson, it, it's gotta be nothing but optimism, right? Like, how much do they love playing an offense with this guy? I mean, I'll tell you from uh, a receiver's pe- like family's perspective, they love Shannon Dawson. Man, they can't stop. I see him. Yo, what's up? Yo, this is what the offense. Uh, yo, they just want to talk about it. They excited, man. They were sitting there last year trying to buy in and watching that. You know, watching their kids. You know, not be used properly and things just not go that way. Uh, just as a whole. Uh, and then to see what's going on now, just the overall vibe. Of it, everybody loves them. Everybody loves them, and uh, it's it's just we move. You know the confidence. The hey, like I'm gonna the quote that we're gonna end this mother effort right now. Like, <laughs> like uh, he's he's really Miami. He's he's definitely setting the tone. He's blended in with Coach Cristobal's vision extremely well. 
Uh, and everybody got that confidence in him because who who doesn't want to make the play? You know, so if he's going to put you in positions to make the play one-on-one, uh, you just go out there and do it, and you love to play for him. And you're starting to see the depth of the offense, too. Um, I see some some comments in there because, obviously, I think some people want to see you talk about the Dolphins a little bit, Steve-O, but, and we'll, we'll certainly touch that a little bit later. Uh, I'm hard. ready for that any time. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Hard <laughs> not to talk about that, but like I, I would have kicked it. Don't even tell, don't even ask me later. The big the big piece about like that game was that you had one dude not knock out four touchdowns like it was nothing. And then his backup rolls in, like, all right, let me get two hundred and four too. Let me just let me just throw it in for my own. Yeah, that that dude from Texas AM, A chain, that A-chain. Dude, yeah, that dude was he balled against us. Yeah, like I, I understand how he's doing it, but it's like, yeah. but we're seeing some of the same thing. Like, how many how many running backs did we see get out get a chance to make a play? All of them, right? All of them got a chance to make a play. How many receivers have we seen get a chance to make a play? Like, we're seeing these guys get opportunities, and when these guys that guys these highly touted dudes, you give them a chance, they are doing exactly what you'd hope, right? And the offense is so wide open just because the 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 running game, the offensive line, like. Our, we have an extension of the run game. Spoilers, I got a video of that coming out. Um, where we, Our quick screen game in our pop pass game is elite because Matt Lee is sliding. This man is getting to the second level every screen, bro. Jalen Rivers getting to the second and third level every screen, bro. The receivers, excellent job blocking for each other. Restrepo's been blocking well. Jacoby's blocked well. Kobe Young's blocked well. Excellent job from the receivers. But G-ish. The offensive lineman getting out ahead. Inez Cooper be 30, 40 yards downfield on some of these damn screens, bro. Jalen Rivers on the Kobe Young one, like Miami, Ohio. He down he 40 yard line. Them boys looking at each other like <laughs> running side by side. Like, man, the offensive line, athleticism and just straight dominance in just the quick game and the passing in the quick passing game is just is crazy. That's really what sets it apart. It's not even just, oh my God, they're opening all these holes. Bro. We we getting easy first downs every game on these quick screens to either George to X and then McCormick he's a gangster at blocking so obviously he's leading the charge then the O line to come in, uh so it's just a perfect extension of the running game so we ain't gotta just be handing it off handing it off and we get receivers touches so it's it, it's it's working that's why everybody happy everybody eating. Well. What's up? Oh, uh, those receivers are blocking like uh, Dugans is still the wide receiver coach. <laughs> That's part of it. I mean, you're Kevin Beard. When you were playing here, you had to block because you had some running backs. So there was, you know, there was like, there's no choice to do it. And he's, he's like passing it through. You'll never see the field at that time if you couldn't block. <laughs> yeah. Bill, you're to say something else too? Uh, no, nah, I was just waiting on the Dugans comment. Oh, you're just sitting <laughs> on that one? But if we want to you know, talk about the defense and how Pimple you know, can barely get any positive yards rushing. Yeah, they had, um, they had a couple big plays, but. They had 35 yards rushing, I think, right? Yeah, yeah it was like 320 yards to like 30-something. Um, but their big plays came on. Um, Couch went for the pick, missed it. That led to a big play. And then uh, Jaden Wayne got matched up on a on a running back out running of the back. Um, so, which we've seen before, so that's probably – you know, kind of pattern with the defense. But, um, again, you just overwhelmed them with talent. We weren't doing anything. We were just, you know, lining it up pretty much four down and just playing um, and not showing anything. We were talking about that with the offense in the beginning. Um, you know, again, they were in Temple, not showing anything. 
Um, Georgia Tech probably play a little more vanilla and then unleash hell against North Carolina and Drake May. So now, like looking ahead a little bit, I mean, obviously there's a uh, you know AOs in here. Um, that that's kind of what we wanted, and we were even talking a little mm-hmm. bit about before the game started. Uh, you know, Bill and I sitting at some of the tailgates, you know, talking with some of our fans, just people, just so excited to see us, so excited to see us, Steve. It was oh, did y'all sign some autographs? Oh my God, it was. I, I had to get a second sharpie. I had to go to like the <laughs> guest services and get more sharp. It was ridiculous, Steve. <laughs> no, but if if the hundreds guest services. <laughs> of the hundreds of people, a lot of people were like, hey, say hi to Steve-O for us. And we're like, of course we would. Of course. So a lot of people are saying hello to Steve-O. <laughs> uh, next time, we'll fly you up, Steve-O. We'll fly you up so you can sit in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. Uh, y'all going to have to just come down. We'll hit the beach. That'd probably be better. I think that would Yeah, be- it's a recruiting trip. <laughs> it's an official. Yeah, tell, tell the white business trip. Business yeah, trip. it's an official visit. You picture the three of us on the beach together. How many? How much women would come and just want to talk to us? Oh, be it would it would be horrifying for everyone else on the beach. There'd be, <laughs> be lines up and down. You'd think it was like the ice cream truck line or something. But anyway, <laughs> but I mean, look, just to hit on a couple other points though, because we do think it's funny that to make sure we talk about some of these things. Um, number one, other other things that we noticed from the from the the environment there, but it was I mean mostly Canes fans, like mostly Canes fans. There was like this little pocket of Miami uh, Temple students, probably like 30 students, I would say, probably like 30. And but they had to do all this stuff because, you know, all this video board stuff, like in like the pauses and the like the game breaks and all that. And so this dude was over there, like trying to do like the hype up the crowd stuff with like 30 Temple kids. <laughs> <laughs> and so like the camera angles were always like real tight. It was like him and one other guy. <laughs> They did a big like they did a big giveaway for like a new iPad or iPad or like an or like an iPhone or whatever, but then like they announced it like this guy wins, but there was only like ten people in the crowd, so you knew it was it wasn't any of them because nobody reacted. You could see all the students. Oh my god! It, it was by far the most depressing student section I've ever seen in <laughs> almost thirty five years of watching college football. <laughs> I mean, in their defense, it was horrible weather. It was a tropical it, storm. Like it wasn't Indy. that bad. It wasn't that it bad. It could have been worse. They're all used to it too. They go to temple. It still was like fifty degrees and raining. It could have. It could have been. Who wants to go see Miami beat the f out of Temple (laughs) in fifty degree weather and raining? To not get more than two hundred. How many people? How many students go to Temple? We're about to do a little Google search here. I don't know, but they definitely had more than thirty students at the game. Probably like (laughs) fifty. All right, so stacked up fifty. Their student population (laughs) almost forty. Thousand. 40, it's 39,500. So call 40,000. 40, they got 100, maybe 100 there. I don't think it was 100. I don't think it was I'm, I'm being like super nice because I feel uh, bad. <laughs> I'd love to know the overall attendance too because, like, whatever the mm-hmm. attendance was, you just slapped 75% on that. And that was Miami fans. Like, our side of the field was stacked with people. And then you look at the other side and there's like, you know, sparing people every once in a while some people were still sitting like in the upper deck just pathetically the end zones were totally empty <laughs> it was just it was embarrassing the, the end zones there was nothing written on the field like there was no temple logo They're, like the end zones were just green yeah because the eagles player yeah he was like don't you put a thing like, on this field <laughs> it was just a very <laughs> like, put one I, thing on this field i actually feel bad for like the temple like you guys that play a temple like I did not. 
I did not feel bad for them. Stadium, yeah, stadium was fine. The stadium was cool, but it's just yeah, like it's an NFL stadium. It's good. Oh, oh, this was my favorite part. <laughs> the uh, like, obviously, it's the Eagles, like all Eagles, 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 right? But you'd figure they'd give Temple like one of the stores, like one store, right? The stores that they have, like in the stadium where you go in, you buy your stuff, like one of the fan shops. You can give them one, like a little one over in the corner or something. They didn't have a single store open with Temple stuff, they had tables out like in the mezzanine and you just go up to like tables and buy stuff off a table. Like it's a high school game. Yeah. I was like, no, you can't just have tables, six foot, six foot mall. tables. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody mama out there working the stand. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly how that goes. You got free popcorn. That's, that's high school vibes right now. Somebody mama working concession. <laughs> oh man. It was, it was rough. It was, it was rough. And half the stuff was closed obviously. And then, but um, but of course, if we're talking about concessions, I think it's important also to reference that there was um, they had these things called crab fries, Devo crab fries, crab fries, crab fries. Now, just without me saying anything else about it, if I say crab fries, like what are you thinking? I like crab with butter. I like fries, and okay. so maybe I think that it might go together. So, so what do you think they would be then? I don't know, just. A thing with fries and crab mixed in, maybe like some ketchup. I don't know. I put some ketchup in it. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a picture, Steve. Do you know what Old Bay seasoning is, Steve? Nah, I probably don't want to know. Old Bay is like I think I guess they put it on crab a lot. It's like I thought it was about to be something crazy. No, it's just like (laughs) it's just like a very like potent seasoning. This right here, these are crab fries right there. That's crab. What was it? A cup? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, 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 that's fire. So what, but the crab is underneath? No crab. There's no crab in there, Steve-O. Yeah. Yeah. Old, Bay. Old Bay is like a seafood type seasoning. It's they call nah, it, it's just crab. seasoning. Uh, <laughs> that's fries with a dab of crab. There was like no hint of crab, no crab at all. It's just like straight up they use the crab it's, seasoning. It's a very and, potent too. Like you can smell it, you can taste it. And they dumped probably. It smells it smell like the ocean when you sniff them. <laughs> I, I, I was it, thinking, like it was probably like, and I said it. I said it in the tweet. I'll show you the tweets to you. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, important PSA for any Miami fans: the link right now. Crab fries suck. It's forty percent fries, sixty percent Old Bay seasoning, zero percent crab, hundred percent terrible. Damn. So those percentages really adding up there, but it was. And they were like sixteen dollars for the cup. Yeah, nah, was, wax and foam too. It was a bit. It was a big cup. I'll give him that, but it wasn't. It was, know, we more, were, that was more expensive than the cheesesteak. Yeah, nobody, nobody finished their crab fries because those there was a bunch of like empty, or like half empty crab fry buckets all over that place. Because <laughs> once you had like a half pound and a half of that old base seasoning for halfway through that cup, you weren't ready to go anymore. Like then yeah. you were done. No, but, we're good. Thank, thankfully, Hard Rock uh, got us. We got. Man, I was on the down there. Uh, my mom dragged me last game uh, with my family down there. They got Benny Hunter down there at Hard Rock. Like people be saying, "Oh man, like you know, the stadium's empty." Half them people be out there, them damn bars down there at Benny Hunter, living the life. You got the Shula Burgers up top, pizza, flatbreads, and stuff, and then of course the dip and dot stations. Thank God, Hard Rock ain't bad like that. If we had crab fries at Hard Rock, I'd cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, it was. It was not great. Cheese steaks were okay. I mean, okay for okay. what they were. Yeah, 
it's you know it's but it's like the stadium cheesesteak you know it's like, like yeah, that I thing's agree. been sitting on that th- table for a long time waiting for someone to buy it <laughs> if i was ranking on like a stadium grading system it would be up there like that was a good cheesesteak for stadium yeah but, uh, context so, matters yeah. yeah so it was in the vicinity of like higher end stadium food but obviously but you know doable edible and i think everyone walked away from positive attitude about it um but the crab fries way down maybe a one maybe a zero brutal stuff um got in my nose a little bit i was sneezing it was it was rough i wonder if they sell those at eagles games <laughs> I, I guess they do they probably do but you get the seasoning on your hands you can't get it off it's like yeah. that kind of seasoning too. I wonder if they said at Eagles games that'd be that'd be crazy if they don't. That means they just signed <laughs> the hell out of Temple. <laughs> or what if they what if they use actual crab on Sunday? <laughs> yeah, for Eagles games, it's like legit. That's why I call it that. I'll just sprinkle some stuff on there. Call it. <laughs> they don't know any better. These Temple fans don't care. Um, there was actually a full conversation we had with somebody going in, and like Bill said really loudly, like who would actually be a Temple fan? And there was this random drunk guy who was like, "Man, I don't know." I don't, I just got these tickets for free. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. Oh, Mitchell, I saw you guys at the game uh, and just got ignored. What did you do? Just stare at us? You could have over said hello. 908 Canes fan, Canes uh, came over and said hello. Um, oh, that's lit. You guys were linking up? Yeah, came over and said hello. We made some jokes, had a good time. Um, Bunga, big Bunga Kane, who I think he watches the show. He doesn't comment, but I told him he should start commenting. He came over, took a picture with him and his family. That was really nice. Did, um, he, showed tweet, to, did he ever tweet us the picture? No, he, he messaged oh. me on Discord. I'll, I'll send it to you. But uh, I showed it to my wife. I was like, look, see? Justified. <laughs> Justified all that time we spent. Yeah, Got a picture with him. Big time. Bob, but that was good. But there's another thing, Steve-O, I got, we have to bring up. Um, Obviously, you know, we we talked about it last week. The weather, the temperature was going to be a little chilly. We know that, right? Um, it was probably like between 58, 65 degrees over the course of the game, up or down. F that. No, it's not. Not You should have just screamed. Screamed at us, Mitch. But, uh, but it's, it's uh, not bad. You know, not freezing. It could be worse. There's probably been games you've been to where it's in that vicinity, right? Certain times of the year and all. Yeah, but when you're playing a game, I don't care what the weather is. We're sitting there watching that thing, not even on the sideline, involved uh, with your teammates or with as a coach or whatever. Oh, hell no. Nah. Yeah. Sitting there in the cold watching. Right. It was, you know, it's it could be a little chilly out there. But um, there was, and yes, it was absolutely. Been Melissa right on key. She's waiting for it. Uh, and Bird, so I'm gonna get back to your comment too. So hang out one second. But um, there was uh, a, they got the heaters going, right? Obviously, you know, it's Miami team. We going into cold weather ish. They had the heaters going, and so like some players were around the heaters for a little bit. A lot of guys that weren't playing a lot were over by the heaters, you know, because they got to keep mainly freshmen. Yeah. yeah, freshmen. Skinner was over there for a little bit, and it kind of went back and forth a little, right? Um, at some point, someone got Skinner's attention by the heater. And he hit him with, uh, oh, Jaleel, it's not that cold, man. They don't have to be by the heater. And Skinner, like, you know, gave him a point, gave him a little laugh. Like, ah, you know, waved him off and all. And then uh, if – I don't know if these guys watch the show. If these guys watch the show, then you guys are horrible. Like, the worst people ever. The worst fans. Don't ever go to games again. <laughs> but then this, his friend, who was there with his full family, starts doing it too for, like, an hour. An hour straight, Steve-O. Every player that went to the went to the heater was like, hey, it's it's not that cold, bro. It's 58 degrees. 
for a full on hour, Steve. They were right behind, like right where this Miami thing is. That's how close that dude's head to just screaming for an hour. And there was like a lot of points where, you know, nobody's laughing. Nobody thinks it's funny, but he was just on and on and on. There was a lot of points where I was like, we got to say something to this guy because you're, you're yelling at Keynes about, he's not that cold, Borgless, because he wasn't saying the guy's name's right. Borgless. 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 It's not that cold. He's not like a Greek god, Borgless. <laughs> <laughs> but just brutal. But I also remember that, uh, yeah, Dolphins fans just killing people at football games. I'm like, got to be careful at the game. You start saying the wrong thing. You never go home. But yeah, I don't even want to laugh at that. Damn. I, I, you damn. did a little bit though. You did a little bit. <laughs> but so like so I mean it was that was one of the most brutal experiences I've seen. Like that guy was just like over and over again. So that I mean Miami you gotta be smarter than that. He probably had a hoodie on. <laughs> oh yeah, though he had like a like a full on like rain jacket that he wears for his son's like Boy Scout trips or whatever. So like his goofy looking jacket, but yeah, it was um if that guy watches the show, I mean this honestly, never go to a game again. Never, ever. Don't subject your family to that, having to sit by you, be embarrassed. Like, why would you do that to them? They have to be around that. Then your kids are going to learn that, and they're going to do it for the next the kids, 50 the kids years. started just yelling random stuff, too. Yeah, like, we poisoned. now they're poisoned with that mentality of, hey, man, I'm going to make this real funny joke. That wasn't funny. Horrible. Horrible joking. I know jokes. I'm hysterical all the time. That was rough. <laughs> That was not good. Steve was funny. He just made that Greek that Greek god one. That was good. Um, Bill tries his best. So I, I mean, I legit went home and took two Advil PM because my head was pounding. <laughs> I, I felt like I was like at a club, just getting yelled at the whole time. It's not ideal. But uh, see, okay, we were in a uh, one hundred two, the the rich people seats, obviously the big money seats. But anyway, so I mean, that's I mean, it was a great experience for us. A great experience for every Kane fan that went. Nobody walked out of that stadium upset. Um, besides that guy's family, of course, for having to leave it, but, but that's about it. That's about it. Everybody else had a good old time at that game. But uh, anything else about Temple Bill you want to wrap up with? Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything. No, I mean, I, I thought it was a great crowd. I mean, the Kings fan filled up like what three, four full sections on the lower level. Yeah. Um, you know, great turnout. You know. Dominant win. There's just everything you could ask for, minus you know, a little you know, sucky fries. But that's okay. <laughs> we, now we know for next time. There you go. When's there, the next time they're in the area? Never gonna be a next time. No, no more, <laughs> no more Temple games. Let's see. I'm gonna do future opponents. Here. Future Miami opponents. The Temple comes to us in 2029. I know that. That's why I'm hoping for that Big Ten man. We will never go there. Big Ten baby. Again. <laughs> Well, Clemson's on the way out, apparently. So, well, I mean, they said they're going to announce in in October. They got to be said? going. To, they got to be going to Big Ten country because, I mean, unless Fox is going to give the Big Twelve more money to to double cut ESPN, because you know the SEC is not going to take Clemson and pay them. They, ESPN's trying to make pay cuts. They're they're cutting everything. Uh, so you know, and they definitely don't want to pillage their own investment in the ACC. There's uh, no no game in the Northeast coming up from Miami. At South Carolina, that's, what, a 12, 14-hour drive. At Notre Dame, who knows how long it takes to get there from Jersey. Uh, it, it takes, like, I did the drive. It takes, like, 11 hours. Like, Damn, wait, where's Notre Dame at? In Indiana? Indiana. Yeah. yeah. It's rough. But, I mean, Steve-O, 
Talk about a three live canes trip, 2026. We'll all be even older at that yeah. point. Will yeah, three I'm, live canes go to fly out to South Bend? Uh, yeah, I'm actually about that. Uh, Notre Dame, hell yeah. I, I'm going Florida next year. Oh, yeah? Hell yeah, I'm going to be in that swamp. I'm going to be talking ish, but cash and money because they, they are hard to beat there. So I give them that. Like, it is a nice stadium to go if you could ever watch a game there. Uh, you know, do I unfortunately watch one that we lost in, but uh, the next one won't be. I'm gonna be talking cash and money. I think we got to schedule it then, Steve. How about that trip? To 2020, uh, yeah, it's 2024 and then 2025. They'll come, they'll come here. Uh, we'll have that uh, Florida home and old home. I, I think it would be fair. We have now a scheduled game, a three live canes game. You know, maybe it, it, may, it might take us in 20, 2026 to get the proper approval from our our bosses here inside the house, the homestead, but <laughs> see, if we could get going, but I think going to Notre Dame would be great too. Cause you know, the kind of fans that are going to be out in Notre Dame fans that are just going to be visceral hating Miami for like nine to eighties. These old timer guys wearing like Ron Paulus jerseys. Yeah, like, I wonder if they're as nice as people tweet about and be like, Oh my God, Notre Dame fans were so nice, man. They're so calm. No, they, de- they definitely were out there in 2017 and they, they remember that. I'm telling you, they ain't never going to forget it. They ain't never gonna forget it in their life, but they were covering their ears walking out that stadium like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at plane tickets from Newark to uh Gainesville. I guess you fly into Orlando. Yeah, is there a Gainesville? Airport? There's a Gainesville airport, isn't there? No, it's way too small. You'll be paying mad money. Unless we take uh, our private they plane. Have, they have private airports out there. Well, we can get Flo to give us the jet. Let us borrow the jet to come down. Yeah, that's a maxi please. <laughs> Damn, Mac, he took that hundred from us. Never gave it back, so he owes us one. Oh man, but we'll see about that. But if it's South Bend, you fly to Chicago, then you drive to South Bend. So I mean, you spend a little time in Chicago. Um, if you survive, then you go to the game. It's a fun little weekend. Wait, wait Chicago? That's in Illinois. Why the hell are we not flying to Indiana? Does Indiana have an airport? I mean, I have, it's usually like you. Like it's for one us, of the fifty states. How ain't got no airport? Well, Indianapolis. I don't know. I when I went there, I went. I've been to South Bend. I flew to Chicago. That was like the easiest way in, and then you drive the two hours or whatever to South Bend. Oh, it's only two hours. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. I I, but when I went to when I went to Gainesville, I flew right into Gainesville. But it was. I remember it being like a tiny little weirdo airport, though. No, I went to the CCs right by there. Good time, anyway. But uh, so yeah, we'll see about getting the three live canes trip scheduled. We'll meet our fans again, of course. Steve will be with us, you might cramp our style a bit, but I mean, we'll be okay, we'll figure it out. Uh, but I do want to get back to something Birdstone asked before. Uh, Birdstone, you know, as a, a, a an original member of our crew here, Bill, any tips for a baby girl? I need to know how the first month is going to go. I have two boys, this is my first little lady. Ooh, congrats, first, first of all, yeah, congrats. Second, I mean. When they're babies, I guess there's really not much difference. Just wiping is a little gotta gotta go down. Not wiping up. is wiping is a big difference. Yeah, a that's big it. difference. That's Steve, it. we don't have to explain that to you, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My uh, real quick, like obviously, like I mean, a related note. My sister-in-law once said to me because she has they have my brother and my sister-in-law have a boy and a girl. I have a boy and a girl. And my sister-in-law said once that, oh, wiping girls is way easier. because. And I was like, are you crazy? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Like, there's all kinds of, like, crannies in there. Like, that's not easy. 
like boys easy like there's one thing boom clean done it's a whole nother operation for girls a whole elaborate mess not easy at all so birds don't watch out for that like you got some work to do yeah when it when it's messy it's it's messy there's a disaster it's a disaster it's like cleaning up like after an earthquake like just you're pulling bodies from anywhere it's, it's, it's rough Wish, I, don't, I don't know. No, this ain't the turtles or fish. This is uh, Sean T, legendary. Yeah, look at Steve. I'm trying to change the subject. Steve, desperate. Oh, no. like, hey, yeah, no, no. I, I wasn't commenting, but I was just reading. I was taking time to read the chat. People, uh, there were some turtles or fish accusations I was wearing. I was like, wait, what? Who? Chris did have the turtles and fish shirt ready to go. Yeah, I had it on, but I also had a jacket on. My uh, Dan Morgan jersey. And my jacket on over it too. So, but it was ready to roll. It was in there. It was ready to act. Uh, but real quick, one more thing: the birdstone. The girls get really different when they get a little older. That's when they start getting that attitude. Uh, the attitude is that that's the piece. That's the piece of the puzzle. Because it's easy to get mad at your son if he says something like out of turn. Like that's a quick one. But when your daughter says something like that, it's kind of funny. Because all of a sudden she develops like a little thing. Like my my daughter, I'll come in the house. My daughter will be just yelling things at my wife, and she'll be yelling back at her. And I'll go to my wife. You're yelling at a five year old girl. You know that, right? It's like, well, she has a bad attitude. Yeah, but she's five, so you want to chill. And I look at my daughter. She'll just laugh because she knows she's just doing it to piss my wife off. Which then I laugh. Now we're just up there laughing, and my wife's downstairs just pissed. But good times, good bonding moments. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of sitting somewhere pissed. Um, how pissed are the rest of the ACT, ACC teams going to be when we come rolling through, especially a team like Clemson, who has not looked like Clemson, and Florida State, who, if Clemson was anything close to Clemson, they would have lost that game because Florida State played like garbage. So uh, I saw Joe Klatt, someone retweeted something where I think Florida State has the lowest yardage differential of any of the 27 undefeated teams in the country. They have the worst yardage differential between positive yards to yardage given up on defense. Like, so we're talking about a Florida State team that is, yes, they're number whatever, three in the country, four in the country. But when you watch this team play, I doubt anyone's like, oh, yeah, top. This is a playoff team right here. So, a lot of teams out there ready for the pick in, but we'll see how it goes. But thoughts? You know, Bill? It's uh, ACC is definitely more wide open than I thought coming into the year. Um, yeah, FSU, they haven't. You know, look good except for week one. Yeah, they definitely got. They definitely have talent, um, so that's not to be overlooked. It, it's going to be a road game, but you know, between you know Miami, Florida State, Duke, we can eliminate Clemson, right? Um, Louisville is undefeated. North Carolina, six, North Carolina um, I'm missing one more, but you know, it's it's wide open, and it you know is it NC State? Either way, um, you know, some of those things are going to fall off, but you know, the way that the conference is structured now without divisions, and I, I think Chris and I were talking about this in the car, and I brought up how right I was, it's, it's, it very well may come down to some asinine tiebreaker, right? If you know, hypothetically us and Duke both have one loss, we didn't play Duke, you know, how, how does that get decided? So, um, you know, good, good news is we have full control over our destiny. Um, and if you put yourself in a position where a tiebreaker could lose it for you, knock you from two to three or whatever it is, um, you know, so be it. But um, definitely wide open. If you can just knock off North Carolina, Clemson, you don't up as you, you know, thinking that, hey, even if you lose that one, you're probably going to get another shot at them, you know, later on in the ACC title. So 
about one game at a time. Get through Georgia Tech first. NC State is a loss to Notre Dame. Uh, yeah. I bet. So it's not them. Somebody else. But you mean when we beat them, uh, Madam McPhee. Uh, but I, I, we we rolling. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I think this is the this is the year to do it. Uh, everything's in front of us. It's just that they seize the moment. Uh, so we'll see. We haven't really had uh, too much adversity, but I do like the way we responded to the adversity early in the Texas A&M game. Uh, so I feel more confident than ever about this team that this just isn't a team that we're just going to look terrible and lose a game that we're supposed to. Uh, you know, so and we're supposed to win, you know, every game on our schedule, in my opinion. Uh, I, I fear Florida State. I think we should be able to beat them. Uh, we just have to play our A game. If we play anything less than our A game, we'll lose. It's just, you know, that's the type of, uh, you know, balance is, you know, sometimes the better team loses. Uh, you got to play your A game, and that's it. Uh, I'm super confident uh, about our whole schedule. I don't fear Clemson. I didn't fear them, you know, last time we played. Maybe should have been, but uh, I don't now. Their, their receivers are getting strapped by Davis and Couch and DP. Like it, 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 I do not fear anybody one-on-one. Uh, and Cam's going to be well engraved and back on his All-American track by then. So it's I do not fear Clemson at all. And if they think they can run that ball on us, they got another thing coming. You ain't running that ball, Mr. Shipley, fam. You, you ain't running that ball on us like that. Right, even, Syracuse was the other undefeated team. Syracuse, uh, yeah. yeah. Right. The Barbers. Even about like Clemson, like, I mean, we saw Will Shipley had his first rushing touchdown of the season in last week's game. Like, he's supposed to be their dude. And his first rushing touchdown, I know he scored like receiving touchdowns, but like, still, like, that team is not what they should be. Yeah, that O line put getting no push. That the, the wide out room is nowhere near. Uh, last they they were floating because last year they had a guy at least Joseph Nagata who was pretty good, uh, and then their freshman uh, you know slot man they are reeling at wide out they are begging uh, for some playmaking over there and it, it's just horrible and they're definitely not running the same type of offense that you seen Kevin Riley run at TCU yeah. or his previous stops this is freaking vanilla Dabo spread. Uh, and it did it work at times versus FSU? Yeah, there was times where there was good plays called, and you got to give credit to some of those touchdowns uh, that Clemson was able to draw up. Uh, but it, it, it just, as a whole, it felt like Clemson left so much on the field uh, that you know that you'd have to be disappointed if you're Dabo Sweeney, which is great for me because I love hearing about Dabo Sweeney being disappointed. But it also <laughs> was like uh, Florida State won, so there's no way I was going to win out of that situation. Yeah, so it's either way, like one of the two teams are going to lose and they had to deal with it. And Dabo came out and said, we're three plays away from being a top five team or something. Like three <laughs> plays away, man. Come on. Come on now. Like, maybe like maybe like like 17, 20. Because <laughs> yeah. there's like 15 in that Duke game. There's like yeah. 10 in your own like on the goal yeah. line. <laughs> Unless the play he's talking about is his crappy job of finding a quarterback because it's a two in a row, like, like the crib is saying. Two in a row, crappy quarterbacks finding after you have found those all time. I'm, so. I'm not out on Clubnick yet. I think if they let Kevin Riley do more of his thing, I think Clubnick would perform a lot better because we've seen this. We were talking about Ugalele that way, and look what he's doing at Oregon State, and they're they're not even supposed to be a potent offense. So, I mean, maybe you got to start pointing the finger at Dabo of why these high quarterback, high you know star quarterbacks aren't getting it going because. It wasn't Dabo calling those plays in those glory days. It was Tony Elliott and Scott Frost. 
So, yeah. you know, Dabo wasn't calling those plays when they had the Deshaun's and the Lawrence's and all of that, and they were going to run. And even the Kelly Bryant's of the day of the world, you know, they Dabo wasn't calling that those crazy nights. You don't see, you just don't see the motion, the energy, or anything on offense from those days. Uh, they don't have an ETN carrying them as well. Uh, for four years, which is crazy to get an all ACC player four years straight to stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, they, they, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't scare. I'm not scared of Clemson at all. But yeah, it ain't, it ain't. I ain't, Dabo, Dabo, keep calling them plays over there. They're just vanilla. They're, it's, it, you're handicapping that offense. So I, I ain't out on Club Nick yet. But I mean, yeah, that 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 thing looking not atrocious yet, but it's getting there. Yeah, when, when you can't score, you know, you're going to be in dogfights week in, week out. You know, we saw that, right, with, you know, our Mark Rick teams. Um, <clears throat> you know, even, even, you know, last year, I mean, we were getting blown out a lot. But, you know, even teams like you're better than if you can't score, you know, they're going to be, you know, in the game and anything could happen. So, you know, they're already 0-2 in conference. <clears throat> you know, just took a quick look at their schedule. They travel up to Syracuse this weekend. You know, that could be a loss they got. Us on the road and, and Syracuse had their number. Yep. They still got Notre Dame, uh, North Carolina. Yeah, they, they could they might be looking at you know a, a seven and five, eight and four type year. Um seven and five would be beautiful. So but maybe maybe we are seeing a slow, you know, the demise of Clemson and that's you know Davos failure of not adapting to what college football has become, you know, transfer portal and all that good stuff. So hey. Love to see it. You know, it's funny that Dabo's kind of getting some of the same. After all the Mario, he'll abuse the coordinator. He'll tell the coordinator what to do. Let's run his offense. It doesn't matter who you bring in. It's going to be Mario's offense. And we heard all of that over and over and over again. And now Mario brought in the Shannon Dawson. He's It's Shannon's offense. He's doing his thing, right? He put total trust in Shannon Dawson to do his thing. Total trust in Gidget to do his thing. And it's Dabo, who's the one who seems to be limiting what the coordinator can can do, and it's screwing him over. Beautiful. It's Dan Riley too. That was the biggest hire of the offseason, coordinator wise. Yeah, yeah. For the headline, you know, it turns out Dawson. The splash was the yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Everybody fly. thought Clemson was back once that hire was made. They're going, like, oh, the offense is going to be back on track. They kind of just penciled that in. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Not so much. And most yeah, of well, I mean, let, let's be real though with our OC. He's definitely, you know, he's definitely being diverse. Uh, I dropped a video on that. He's running airway concerts and stuff, but we're doing a lot of two tight ends. We're doing so much that, you know, it, it's just the fact that we take advantage of the one on one opportunities that look so explosive and so efficient. But man, trust me, we've been playing Mario type of football where we running that damn ball. <laughs> yeah. And you can run it, keep running it, see how it goes. So. Great job by the Miami team. You know, not great by Clemson. Love to see it. That's what it's all about. And it is a good point. Because you were going back and forth. Like, the, the discussion was, who do you want to win, Clemson or FSU? And there was, you know, obviously you're like, oh, F- screw FSU, let them lose. But there is that beautiful os- option. If they go undefeated up until they play us, that beauty, beautiful chance of beating them when they're, like, number three, number four in a country, that's – that would taste extra sweet. I mean, it's always sweet, but that would be a little extra. Yeah, like I stopped rooting against FSU a while ago and young in my Kings fandom because I was like, I don't care what happens beforehand. We got to handle business when we get there. Uh, so I, I don't care. I don't like like to see them win and be, you know, hyped up and all that. But, you know, winning at, at you know, 
going undefeated and us beating them is, yeah, a huge recruiting boost for me. But I'd rather them just be like four and five and, you know, fire coach. And then we don't have to worry about anybody going over there. Uh, but, you know, we're just going to have to beat them regardless. Yeah. And also, there was uh, also the uh, Colorado-Oregon game going on, which just to touch on for a second. Oof. Oof. <laughs> it is what it is, man. They didn't have the depth. You know, if everybody thought that they, seriously, that's the type of O-line we're building here that Mario built at Oregon. I mean, nobody in the Power Five is touching that damn quarterback back there, man. And the running backs, we see it every week, you know, going six, seven yards before a guy even, you know, has a chance to make contact. Uh, so Colorado, man, you know, it sucks to be, you know, it sucks to be uh, on the end of that 42-6, but they just had no depth. You saw it in the trenches. It was It was over. And I, I made this joke on on the board, but I said, you know, like kind of Steve's point, they don't have depth. This, this whole team is Dion's guys. He has no excuse to, you know, lose, right? Right. 90, those are his guys. <laughs> he, he brought them all in. He kicked that whole team out. He told them they weren't good enough. He brings these guys in. Louis. They got, they got, boat, they got boat race. They're going to get boat race this weekend again. I mean, not they, they shouldn't have won. Like, there was no reason to think that they should have won, but, you know, the hype train kind of got on there, like, oh, but yeah. maybe – but Oregon took that. They were, that was personal for them. That was really personal for them. You, you see, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the thing they put out after the game, the recap of the game, where they yeah, got they the were, audio. They were, yeah, they was re- they they was reaching. They were definitely trying to ride the Colorado's media wave after clowning them for the way they do business. Yeah, there was definitely some some weird stuff. I I, I definitely uh I seen that and it was like, come on, now it looked like y'all are the ones begging for the attention. Well, I mean, Dan Landing learned from Kirby, right? And Kirby, he he found a way to ride that attention as best he could to keep the attention on his players and get more recruits in there. So Landing's trying to pull something similar. But we'll see. They'll have their moment because those Oregon fans, they deserve to get a little bit of it too after the whole, all the Mario stuff. So they'll get their opportunity. Maybe one day in a Rose Bowl, Oregon versus Miami, classic uh, Big Ten war or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how that goes down the line. But uh, – yeah, and then the, the other big piece of news, I know like real adamant, like specific commitments or anything, but Nikar, receiver, um, decommitted from Georgia. And I was thinking that, you know, there's a little bit of a talking point the other day too, but um, seems to be a, a guy that a lot of Miami people really like. Apparently Florida State is also, you know, thinking they're, they're confident, but Florida State, they're always confident. In they're like now, they're, now they're saying they're not recruiting him and they're getting uh, Jeremiah Smith, so – Oh, he, they, don't, they don't want him. They don't want the uh, what is he, the number fifty-three ranked player oh, in the country, player. number eleven receiver. They're higher than every. They have four receiver commits, and he's higher than every single one of them. And yeah. he's fast as hell. And his teammate is committed to them, a five-star tight end. And not you're telling me right now, not a too you're not. He's not a take. You're not trying to recruit him. <laughs> he just don't like Florida State. <clears throat> when when it was Josh Newberg always. I mean, or Josh Dinkelberg. <laughs> who who tweeted it and got the FSU fans wild up? I come, I I caught it. I was like, bro, like have some integrity, guy. Like you were saying, Patterson and Trader and Blunt that you know FSU had momentum on, and that thing wasn't even that wasn't even real smoke. Like like Jesus, bro. Like you gotta have some type of integrity, bro. Not even twenty four hours later, they're already spinning. After thinking they're gonna, oh, we're dropping this receiver. Hey, they they trying to drop their own damn commits off this guy's tweet, bro. Oh. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but yeah, uh, he should be visiting for the Georgia Tech game, is what I saw a report on. So if that happens, I always follow the visit. So you know, that's two weeks away. That's a long time for for visit warfare. We're gonna be airing that thing out with him and Jeremiah in the building. Yeah. And, it's a, and it's a night game too. Yeah. Oh yeah. 8 p.m. I I don't know if we run the Miami Knights. I'm hoping we do. I'm hoping we run the Miami Knights. We got a bunch of recruits there. Uh, yeah, I know Canes fans have always have uh, neon. Da, 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 da. Man, kids love it. The, the the young kids love it. The jerseys. I think it's gonna look a little bit better just with the neon new logo on it. it we have a new material, uh, so it, it should look good. It should look really good. Um, so I'm I'm happy for it. I think the kids are gonna like it, and then it always looks better when you're winning and you're winning big. For sure. And that, that's going to be a game where we have an opportunity to really kind of make a statement. Like you said, get some guys in the building. Um, and obviously, you know, Jeremiah Smith being, you know, being around and, and seeing the way this offense is moving. And, you know, Ohio State, if you watched that game last weekend, you know, we were watching it on the way home, the way back. And this isn't this isn't the Ohio State that, you know, these recruits are used to seeing, you know, scrapping out a 17-14 win or whatever it was and just barely like holding on because Notre Dame decided they didn't want to, you know, run a full defense out there at the end of the game. That's not – what's that? Is that Al Goldner, D.C.? Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> but, like, that's not the Ohio State these these kids were expecting that they were signing up for. So, yeah. who knows how that goes. You got another South Florida receiver up there that's not getting any playing time. He was a five-star last year. You know, there's some rumblings about Heartline potentially not being there next year, too. We're putting on a show on offense. We got a shot. We got sneaking a around, Steve-O. We got sneaking yes. around there, Steve-O. what we do. There's decisions to be respected. Coach soon. Varner, you know, Coach Pop Cooney, you know, everybody in the receiver room, uh, you know, they're, they're just doing an excellent job. You know, everybody, you know, it's great to sell the offense because, you know, the product on the field. So it, it's a great offense to sell. But, you know, those guys, you know, they work their tail off, uh, you know, all day. You see, you know, Coach KB on that phone, you know, making sure his guys know he that he fuck with them. Uh, oh, excuse me, French. But, you know, make sure his guys know uh, that their relationship is very solid. <laughs> yep. Keep, keep that going and just see how we just keep winning games, keep playing offense, keep scoring points, and then see how this stuff all shakes out. But, you know, if you keep on this on this train, then only good things are going to happen. And right now, I mean, it feels like not much can, can slow us down if we keep playing the game the way that we've been playing it. And things are clicking at the University of Miami. All right, now, Steve-O, we'll give you a minute here. You want to talk about the Dolphins? Uh, Yeah, uh, I, I wanted us to kick it. Uh, you know, Robbie, uh, very, very, very had a great quote saying, you know, when we it was eight minutes left in that fourth quarter, like, I don't think we're going for a hundred, you know, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, Robbie, for saying that, please. Thank you, it's the problem. Uh, so yeah, we need to go. Uh, I wanted to break the record, that record would have never been broken ever again. That record would have stood for the, the, for the, for the rest of time. Uh, that the Miami Dolphins scored the most ever in a football game. But breaking our own record in history is fine uh, as well. But it, it was insane. And people were talking about us running up the score. We were giving our third-round rookie the ball, and he was just going for 67 yards yeah. at a time. <laughs> Bro, like, uh, run, Moster had three rushing touchdowns. 
and a receiving touchdown, the little no-look pass from Tua, which was saucy, bro. The whole NFL is about to try to copy that no-look shovel pass. That's about to be the new flame, uh, uh, new wave immediately, bro. That is a cheat code. I mean, not everybody got Tyreek Hill to use as eye candy, but, man, ain't nobody. Ain't. I mean, it also helps that Tua's left-handed. Uh, but bro, that that that's plenty. It worked twice. Both both of them went. A chain went off. Moster went off. Four, four touchdowns each. Moster three uh, rushing, one receiving. A chain two a pop each. Uh, it was it, man. It was it was an offensive palooza. Uh, but- they had a uh, Tyreek was playing with no long with no uh, leg sleeves on, and NFL probably was calling like a month to get him some socks because you that's you have to have everything covered. And he was balling with the no leg sleeves on. I know he getting fine, but you know it was it was lit. It was lit. I was like, yes, Tyree, do your thing, Tyree. Yeah, and no Waddle. Like did all that without Waddle. Like of all yeah. the and there are some random dudes in that Miami receiving core that seem to make plays all the time. We're like, who the hell is this guy now? Yeah, no, we 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 lost one. Hopefully he's okay. River Craycraft, white boy, nasty. <laughs> Nasty him and Barrios. We we that that one you you can't get mad if you lose to the second white boy. You know, you <laughs> you can't be mad at that corner because them boys both lit as hell. Uh him and Barrios been balling. It's the perfect offense because our offense is all predicated on timing and being exactly where you need to be at. And Barrios is punctual as a motherfucker. Boy, to a love Barrios. So it that's uh it, it, it's great. It's great to see a former Kane being a part of that. Uh, historic win for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you know, Jalen Phillips as well, former Kane, being on, you know, on the side of history, on a great side of history. Uh, you wouldn't want to be an Alabama player from Broward, like, you know, PS2, uh, you know, getting bombed, <clears throat> losing, you know, from 70 to 20. So that sucks. And, you know, Jerry Judy. Uh, so it was a homecoming for, you know, PS2 and Jerry, and it didn't work out too well. But I'm happy some of our guys from the U on the right side of history. And I got to say, what happens when you go to Alabama and it comes back to bite you eventually when you, uh, when you go to Alabama, when you come down to the crib, even if it's against the Dolphins, it's, it's going to happen to you. We'll get you. We'll get you at some point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should have been playing at Hard Rock. <laughs> um, but there was a, and I'm no, I'm obviously no big <laughs> Dolphins fan. I don't really root for them to win very often, but um, this season, one of my main things is seeing Sean Payton go down in a heaping burning like pile. So, when I saw what they were doing, I was like, please run this up. <laughs> please get 100 on Sean Payton's defense. Please put 100 on these idiots and see how that goes. So, um, obviously, I didn't have a lot of really good stuff to root for. Uh, I don't know, you town. Not great. Not what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all signed Trevor Simeon. Oh, my God. Oh, man. There was a, a years. Uh, how long? Y'all have no draft capital to even trade for a, a stopgap. Like, <laughs> What's funny is we can't trade our first round pick. We can't trade like our first for cousins because it's in the Rogers deal, even though we're gonna keep our first rounder because it's a it's a um this or that trade, like a conditional pick. Yeah, you're trade. not gonna play enough snaps, yeah. Yeah, so we can't we still can't trade it. So we're just gonna watch ourselves slowly die here. Well, I mean, yeah, we wouldn't want Kirk Cousins right now anyway. I mean, wouldn't that be too much? You could you can get a stopgap quarterback like a Jameis Winston for like a fifth round pick or something like that. I was like, oh, get Brissett. Like, just go get Jacoby. Like, this is what he does. Like, he goes in. He or sign. Playing. Why y'all sign Trevor Simeon? I would have signed Carson Wentz for in that. A second. In a second. Start I would have signed second. Carson Wentz. 
And just because actually, at least he gives you a better chance, and then or or trade for t- my dog Taylor Heineke, man. You know, it, well, the, the simpler answer is that right now we have a head coach and a GM. Actually, no, 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 whoa, no, no, whoa. hold on, Chris. Before I just cut you off, I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. Believe in Zach Wilson, man. You ain't heard your coach? Hell yeah, <laughs> believe in Zach Wilson. I forgot who I'm trying to give advice to. I didn't. I, I wasn't. I wasn't like anti Salah, but like as every time he says, "You got," you know, it wasn't all his fault. I mean, they're loading the box he up. Gives y'all the, the best chance to win. <laughs> it's not great. It's not what you want to hear. It's not what you want to hear. Some um, marvelous quotes. I'll never forget, Steve. Like before last season, you were like you said to me, you know, the receivers want Flacco. They don't want. They don't want Zach Wilson. And I'm like, like we're not even at the season yet. Let's see how Zach goes. But that 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 is stuck in my head. Since then, if you're like, uh, yeah, we yeah, got to yeah. play flat. He eventually got out of there too. The receiver, both of them, boy, Robbie out of there. Uh, uh, like Elijah, well, actually, there, Robbie yeah. wasn't there when it was Zach. It was Donald, but uh, yeah, nah, the, the receiver core ain't, ain't been nice unless your name Garrett Wilson. Ain't been even now. It's hard to be a Garrett Wilson and maybe get the ball three touches. That's inexcusable. I'm like what? You can't get Garrett Wilson the ball five times a game, Zach. <laughs> like, uh, that's crazy. That's not great. And the Jags got their butts whooped by the, the Colts. Yeah. Oh, the Texans. Texans. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Actually, I'd rather Ohio State receivers not put up much yards right now. Anyway. <laughs> Jackson Smith not doing too much on the Seahawks. Yeah. Garrett not doing too much. Let's spin this. <laughs> not only did the Jags get whooped by the Texans, but like Texans had like four of their starting offensive linemen out, and the Jags couldn't do anything against them. But you got that number one overall pick. Isn't he any good? He's not dominant on the defensive line. The number one <laughs> overall pick, Trayvon Walker. <laughs> no, no, got, y'all got the wrong Georgia kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happened. Yeah, it looks like we got the wrong everything, but hey, we'll see what happens. It's a, it's a new week. They're facing the Falcons in Atlanta for early morning Sunday viewing. Oh no, it's a London game, right? Yeah, yeah. They're in London two two straight weeks, I think. That'll be fun. Anyway, it's fun for us to be out here on a Wednesday night and entertain you guys. But that'll do it for us. Um, obviously headed into the buy, so everyone relax this weekend. Everything up, relax. Everyone up. have a good weekend. Rest up, you guys, fans especially. We're gonna rest up, of course. You know, after the big visit to Lincoln Financial Field, we need you know gonna wear down a little bit, It'll get on you when you get on that road life. So we'll be okay heading into next week, and then a big matchup with Georgia Tech to talk about next week. But before we get out of here, Bill, final thoughts for the people. Yeah, good show today. Blue by this is a longer one too. Hour ten minutes. Woo! Past my be- past my bedtime. I don't know. Enjoy the bye week because I think there's some some decent games on the slate for Saturday. But enjoy it. And then we're uh, after this, we got at least eight straight weeks of Canes football. Hopefully nine with the uh, ACC championship game. That's right. That's right. Steve, final thoughts for the people. Uh yeah, we just we just vibing. Uh, I big work on the bye week to be done. It's just time to relax, watch Canes football. I mean, uh, watch football, enjoy being a college football fan, NFL fan, and then just you know stress free week, knowing that the you know the guys are putting business in. Uh, a great week for me this day it was my Friday. My birthday's Friday, so I got the rest of the weekend Monday off. So I'm big mm. chilling. The uh, well, again, excited to watch some football. Might be able to check out a Kane's practice or two uh, over there, which is going to be great because I heard uh, I heard uh, some young guys getting some opportunities to make some moves. Real quick, Steve, you have big plans for your birthday? Uh, not really. I'm not going out hitting the town or anything. 
I'll, I'll do something, but I haven't really went too deep into it. Are you going to tweet it out so all your fans can go join you guys? Oh, I can't. <laughs> do you want us to fly down for it? Yeah, no, might as well. What if that was the big surprise? Like, what if like that was the big thing? Like, hey, we're going to go to this place, but all of a sudden it's, oh, but it's Bill and Chris. Would you be excited? Yeah, y'all I haven't seen y'all. Yeah, never. Just <laughs> y'all my, my my best stream yard friends. <laughs> I mean that's I mean that's as good as it gets, right? That's as I'll good as it. it gets. I feel like we're all friends. We're friends. People in the chat, we're friends in there. Like you, Kane's fan, you, Melissa, all those guys, Greg Bush. When I talk back. to my wife about this, and she doesn't really pay attention, I refer to everyone as my internet friends. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Internet man, it's crazy wild stuff, and we'll continue to talk on the internet about how good Miami is until the end of time, or at least until uh 2026, where we all go to that Notre Dame game. We start fighting some people in South Bend, but either way, but we appreciate you guys for tuning in as always. It's a lot of fun to get a chance to talk to you guys. Um, we'll see you again next week on Wednesday night. Make sure you tune into all the great content here in the Miami Flow channel. I even remember the banner there at the bottom. I can't point all the way down there, but it's right below Steve-O right now. So make sure you do follow that, all the YouTube shows, the link tree, and whatever else is down there. If you see Max, ask him for the $100 he owes us and tell him to fuel up the jet for next year. But for Steve-O, for Bill, I'm Chris. You all have a wonderful night. Go Canes. Enjoy the bye. This is for the national championship for Nebraska. He's a stud, that Brown, number 98. Urban's got it. Urban's free. Slips to the outside, tries to stiff arm, but he couldn't get by Ray Lewis. Big time players. Step up in big game. Corbin, it's intercepted near midfield. Sean Taylor's got another one. Who else? 